Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Actor's Guide. Well, today is very special because we are about to start a fantastic series of episodes in which Dr. Melody Jackson, who is the founder and owner of Smart Girls Productions, which I'm sure all of you remember her from a couple months ago. She came on. She is a marketing and branding expert. She's the one that helps people who have all the talent get to the next level, get get basically their careers off the ground and going. And she agreed that day that I interviewed her before. She said, hey, I'll come back and do some master classes on branding and marketing and other things. Well, she is here with me right now. We are going to start today with episode number one, and it is pitching your script or pitching yourself. And here she is, Dr. Jackson. How you doing, Melody? I'm doing great. Looking forward to our uh, series that we're going to be doing here. Oh, uh, you and me both, because I was, as I was telling you before the show, this is the type of thing that someone like me, I've been in the business a long time, but I know there were things I didn't do right when it came to this branding and marketing part of it. And I know that my audience is just going to eat this up and take notes as we talk. And this is going to be a masterclass, by the way, that that Melody is going to just start giving you a bunch of wonderful information. And on occasion, I may jump in and ask a question I think you guys might be asking uh, to, to your uh, iPads and iPods right now. So uh, we're going to get started, and I wanted to start uh, just by putting out the first question to you, Melody. I wanted to ask okay. you, yeah, there are some of us, and I, I'm one of them, and there are others, many, many more, who just hate the aspect of branding and marketing and networking and doing all that busy work that you have to do to get get your careers off the ground. We have the talent, but we don't want to do the other stuff. How can we get past that? How can we do it and enjoy it? <laughs> An excellent question, and it's so funny. I hear that kind of complaint or that feeling that, Almost all of my clients have the actors mm -hmm. and writers, but the funny thing about it is they think that they're in a unique situation. Yeah. But yeah. the fact is, if you really look at it, almost nobody likes to do marketing for their business. Like if you think of a dentist, a right. chiropractor, they would rather be working on teeth, working on backs. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's really just a, a thing that everybody has to do. And I think the first thing is just to get to that point where actors and screenwriters just, they know it in their head that they have to do it, but there's still this kind of resistance. Right. And it's like, I don't want to, like they're wishing it was different. It's kind of <laughs> like, I wish Oreos didn't have cookies. I oh. didn't have cal calories. Oh, didn't have Sorry. calories, that's right. Yeah, 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 didn't have calories, you know. Oh, I yeah. wish that, I wish that, oh. uh, you know, but, yeah. Just wishing it's going to be different has no yeah. impact. So, so what you're saying is it's, that it's a necessity. This this branding and marketing thing is a necessity, and you've you've got to find a way to love the calories. <laughs> that's right, exactly. And and the the key point I'm making here, because most people, I'm going to guess that your audience, yes, I know, I need to do marketing, mm. but that doesn't change the resistance. Right. So it's about the mindset and quit to, you know, to really 
give up that resistance and it's almost re like relax into it instead of wishing wishing it wasn't that way right mm -hmm. okay so i would say that one of the key points then is to accept like really in your bones accept that this is part of it okay because the more you resist it it just makes it harder but what i do want to get into is covering in well what, what can you do to reduce this resistance right, right. Mm -hmm. yeah so one of the thing big things is you've got to really look at is your desire to act is that passion and that desire stronger so that you will then confront your fear and your aversion mm -hmm. to marketing mm -hmm. is that stronger or is your fear and dislike of marketing wow. bigger is it going to win okay because if you're if you're being held back from doing the marketing, then you got to light that fire up to right. make your desire to act. And one of the ways that I've always thought of it as well is, you know, this can be a little bit, um, I guess, a little bit ethereal. But if you really think about the difference you want to make with people, mm -hmm. you know, if you've got a message that you want to convey right. certain kind of work that you 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 know, a lot of actors, like, you know, if you want to share, you know, what do you love about acting? I mean, mm -hmm. do you want to share that? You don't have to, but I'm kind of putting you on the spot. But oh, like, asking me? The... Oh, I know exactly what I yeah. love about acting. I can tell you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, I just, I, you know, having grown up in a uh, very interesting childhood where, you know, I was, I was, uh, it was extremely religious childhood. And so I didn't get a chance to, to kind of, experiment with my with many of my emotions and you had to be happy you just had to be you know put on a happy face I wanted to to just you know kind of experiment and, and explore all my emotions and and the stage gave me a chance to do that right that's yeah. so powerful yeah, well, and yeah. I, I I hear a lot of actors say that they want to experience something different mm -hmm. yeah. you know so and like you're background had you have that experience but then you saw how a, a way that you could express more emotion mm -hmm. emotion would That's be right. through acting right and then there is another side to it and that is people people think the first thing you think is that you're doing it for yourself mm -hmm. right i mean that's because it is yeah. your experience self-promotion self-promotion right well, I'm I'm just talking about acting. Oh, acting. Itself still. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So you think you're doing it for yourself, right? About why you do it. Mm -hmm. But then I ask people, okay, well, you can go act in a theater for, to five people. Mm -hmm. How much satisfaction does that give you? Mm -hmm. And most people will say, well, that's fine for a few minutes, but uh, <laughs> really, I want to have a bigger impact. See, they yeah. want a bigger audience. Right. So even though they might come from it, like I, I want to, it'll be fun to play these different characters right. and express emotions. Mm -hmm. Like they are really there to impact people. That's right. Okay. So. And have communion. You know, I've talked with uh, Jamie Palanetti, you know, who, who you know. Yes. And Jamie and I talked a lot about that communion that an actor wants to have with the audience. And, and, it, and it is such a powerful energy.
that is exchanged. Even though we as actors have that fourth wall, we're not supposed to actually be communicating. But the communion right. is spiritual. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's right there. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so if you start whatever that thing is for you, because then we can take it to film and that's a, a different kind totally of experience. Different. Right. But, but most actors that I've met, almost all of them mm -hmm. would like to be in the biggest films possible to, that's right. to impact. That's right. Like the biggest, best films possible to have an impact. That's right. And so, so that's you, the goal. That is the goal then. And that should motivate you to want to promote. To want to and exactly right, you put the two and two together there. That's the whole thing. If you get more connected to that, right, and and really both things, both for yourself and then that bigger experience that mm -hmm. you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then so there's still one question around that that remains. Then mm -hmm. okay, well, great, I I get that, but still, how do I begin to reduce my resistance, reduce my fear? It's so confusing. <laughs> it's it's like people, a lot of times when you think about marketing, mm -hmm. most actors, again, and screenwriters know some of the things they should do. But it's really, I just picture it being this big ball of confusion yeah. and just like this thing that they don't <laughs> want to do, especially around branding. They kind of oh, know what it is, yeah. kind of not. Yeah. So this this third thing that I like to think about it is the more you can learn about it. Mm -hmm and begin to unravel. So that's yeah. where it takes that courage to, right. to look at it and right. to see what do I need to relax into it? What do I need to do for my marketing? Well, and, and isn't, that, uh, isn't that the same that when you overcome a fear, it's because you try to understand that thing yes. that is given, presented. Yes. So once you investigate it, you know, research it, try yes. to figure it out, get more knowledgeable, uh, knowledgeable yes. about it, and you won't fear it. Right. Instead of just thinking, oh, I got to do marketing, have right. this big morass of like, what do I do? Right. No, you learn. It's exactly what you said, Anne. Mm. You just chip away at it little by little. Now, on uh this series is called Marketing Caffeine. Right. And if people want to sort of get these bite-sized little pieces, I have articles there. Okay. Some for actors, some for writers. They can just go to my website, smartg.com slash caffeine, and they can okay. just sign up and they get free articles. And they're in bite-sized, so it's not overwhelming. Oh, that's okay. awesome. And mm. yeah, and that's the whole idea. If It's exactly like you said, though. You just start to learn a little bit more and you chip away at it. So you don't try to do it all at once. And you don't try to learn it on your own. You go to someone like a Dr. Melody Jackson who who has these resources available. And and see, it's the daunting part of it is just trying to figure it out on your own. But that's where yes. someone like you has done the work and has it in these bite-sized portions that are easy to digest. And so that's why, and don't worry, everybody, we've, we're going to have the link to smartg.com slash caffeine. We're going to have it all there on the podcast for you to just click on. So, And, and it's the same thing with your podcast. Oh, you know, right. It's the same thing. It's where people are getting these bite-sized pieces. Right. That's right. And it's just infiltrating. Yeah. And so it begins to take it away. But getting, if, if they can go toward the learning 
and just little by little release some of the fear and resistance. Right. And just kind of get into that space. And then once you start to understand it and the fear goes away, you'll probably no longer hate it. Because that was my question. If you hate it, you know, how can you learn to love it? Um, And then what about... What about mistakes? I mean, we as actors and screenwriters will be pitching ourselves, will be pitching, you know, those query letters, uh, you know, that every, yes. everybody heard you talk about the query letter before. Um, you know, uh, what, what, how do we avoid the mistakes? What do we do when we make a mistake in pitching ourselves and our scripts? Great question. Um, let's say, what, Let's touch on it with actors first. One yes. of the things when I do practice interviews with actors for their agent or manager meetings, I tell them, we'll actually start it like we'll do a little warm up, but then I tell them when we start this, mm-hmm. I don't care how bad you mess up, do not quit. Right. You must keep going. That's part of the practice so that they do learn how to recover. Well, that's acting. And, you know, actors have to do that in our roles. If we go up on a line, exactly. we don't go call for the line. We're on the stage or we're in, you know, we don't want to ask the director to cut. We want to just keep going. And that takes a lot of improvisational abilities. But it takes a, a knowledge, yes. a, you know, when we when we invest ourselves into our roles or invest ourselves into our branding, it seems to me it'll be easier for us to recover. It, it, it really is true because one of the things, like I say, when I'm working with someone on an interview, you got to have a place that you're coming from. If you know your branding, and I'm saying branding, that's authentic. That's a very big part of it. Right. And another important thing for people to understand, you don't go out and say, okay, what brand do I want to be? Mm-hmm. No, it's a, it's a, you get to your authentic brand by exploring yourself and you got to come up with something that feels right to you that you want to express that also fits with the market so you can't make up something that you're there's nothing like you that you don't look like and all of that you want to do something that is authentic for you that you feel good about and then that the world can see you that way that the market can see you that way okay now i want to ask you something uh melody really quick and i wasn't going to do this because i know we've got very little time and so much to cover but for branding i'll be honest with you i only became familiar with the word uh in this past year or two i i I just branding to me i didn't even know it applied to actors i didn't understand interesting and uh, so what do you mean give me an example of an actor who would come to you give you i mean if you can just do a quick little synopsis of the experience of figuring out your brand and how to use it okay i'll give you an example and then i will tell you this we're going to do a whole episode oh. in one of these okay so, okay. okay then just a but quick I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a tip okay just, just a get... quick okay okay so <laughs> a good example would be i mean a very basic thing and a lot of the branding things people are already doing right they just don't have it quite centered and focused enough so a good example is what is your casting right now let's say someone comes in and a very attractive young lady and as most actresses are, but you can have any look. Oh, yeah. But let's say she's a very attractive young lady. Is she going to be the sweet girl? Right. Or is she going to be the bombshell? Okay. 
Right. Okay. And what the answer is to that, and and it's not that there can't be a crossover, but you got to really position, like, what are you selling here? And then your photos need to be oriented around that. Okay. You know, those two things, it's like, you could still, like, Heather Locklear is... I always think of her. I mean, it's an outdated actress, but just no, but I a reference point. <laughs> I understand because I mean, she you in our era in the seventies right, exactly. and eighties. I mean, she was just beautiful. It started with Farrah Fawcett, then she took over. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, and but I think of Heather like I think of uh, some of the shows where it, like a a businesswoman in a short skirt, but yeah. very powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, you know that's. A different type of thing than let's say Pam Anderson bombshell yeah right you know so like like pinup girl not yeah. to say Heather didn't have her posters too no, but, but it you was, know, but that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing yes and so then you're talking about a through line so once you know you're let's for for lack of a better word because this is the word I've always used is type once you you know identify the type that you are are probably going to do best at uh, then you make sure that everything that you are doing has that same brand, uh, the headshots and the way you present yourself and your and your your audition materials. Is that is is that sound right? Yeah, it's it uh, that is right. But there's a lot more to it. I'm sure because it, <laughs> because it you know those are the things that are more obvious. Right. But the other side of it is is more where you're coming from in your values. Okay. You know, like, let's say at some point an actress, and of course we're speaking with both men and women, but let's say for an actress, at some point she may be act, uh, asked to do a role topless, yes. you know, or have a nude, some, you know, partial nudity or right. something. Well, she has to decide with her brand. Right. Does she want that to be part of it or not? Right. Okay, and then, but, but really another aspect of it as well was it comes around to personality as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I can, I could literally just talk for a long, long time, but in general, you can think of it as type. And then with, uh, actually, I'll give you one more tip that can be specifically useful, and that is, it, let's say you have, um, one of the things that, needs to come across somewhere in your branding is people need to get to know you on a personal human level. Mm, Okay. Okay. When you go into an agent, uh, uh, an agent meeting, Mm -hmm. they want to know not just the actor, the idea of the actor sitting in front of them, not just your type that is important, but they want to have a sense of who you are. Right. What's important to you. Yep. Okay. Are Mm -hmm. you, a mom with a baby or a few right. kids? Are you uh, an animal activist? But you'll see that most celebrities have a charity that they're affiliated oh, with. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And whatever charity that is, that's part of their branding. Okay. You know, like I, speaking of Pam Anderson, I always associate, um, uh, you know, PETA, you know. Right, so, uh, right. It's like I know that's her, her mm-hmm. thing. Because it's just part of her brand. And so then that 
Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so that is something I've never really thought about. I've never thought about the branding part of this as including your personal choices, the things in your life. Uh, I always thought, okay, we're actors or screenwriters or whatever, and we're writing a certain way or we portray a certain type of character very well. And what the heck does that have to do with, like, the fact that, I, that I'm that i a part of, uh, you know, uh, the, a Masonic Lodge or something? I mean, I, I don't – but that right, you're right. saying that it does. It, it – all of well, this mm-hmm. – and let me tell you why. The reason it does have something to do with that is because we know what the competition is like for both actors and screenwriters. Now, it's a little bit different for screenwriters because their branding comes through more specifically through their work right. and the genre of scripts That's they write. True. But, yeah. but I, I guarantee you every producer will say, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like they want to know who this person is that wrote it. And in fact, when I analyze scripts, I always say, you know, how'd you come up with this idea? Because right. I want to know what's behind it because – so how do you answer that question? How do you answer the tell me about you just, your... Oh, well, yeah, that's right. That's another part of our thing. Um, I mean, you, yeah, because well, when you said it, you I... Know, you incorporate this. You right. incorporate some of this personal stuff into that. Okay. okay. Now, to give you some specific tips on that, I would say, because that's like one of the biggest questions that people fear. I mean... Even when I'm asked, I'm not that crazy about answering it either. Okay. But you got you really need to have some kind of answer prepared. Right. It doesn't have to be word for word, but you want to know where you're going with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, so if someone says, well, tell me a little bit about you. Of course, it depends on who you're speaking to. But for our purposes, let's just say, um, well, we'll I'll, I'll cover writers first since we yeah, sure. really spent more time on uh, actors on the last one. That is... A writer, then for one, it's like, well, I mean, for one, they can say what they do. It won't be obvious what their profession is besides writing. Right. You know, it's like, hey, I'm a, you know, full-time, uh, you know, I'm a medical doctor and I, you know, such and such. You know, they can tell what inspired them to write that script. Right. Okay. Um, you know, where they came up with the idea. So let's say that producer says, where did you get the idea for this script? Then at that point, I mean, you really just tell where you got the idea, okay? Right. And uh, a lot of times there is some kind of interesting story. Now, once in a while, I'll have someone who says, well, I just was sitting there thinking and <laughs> just whatever. It may not be interesting, you know, Yeah. but somehow when you pitch, you've got to, on this kind of question, you've got to bring something interesting right. because, again, it's not as much the specific answer as they're trying to get to know you as a human being, something that catches their interest. So I was just going to use that word. You want to be interesting, even if it's the most boring story for how you came up with that screenplay. You might want to try to make it interesting. Hey, be a writer, right? Be creative. Uh, get their attention. Is Yeah. yeah. It's, it, because that... Again, the important thing to remember is, and this all ties back into the the branding as well, mm-hmm. is that you're trying to have them see you as something more than this sort of cardboard cutout of right. all the other actors yep. or all the other scripts. You yeah. want them to see you as multidimensional, right. with, but you got to kind of 
you know, uh, spoon feed and you don't want to sit there and tell your life story and all of that. And you don't want to be fascinated by yourself. Right. <laughs> you pick and choose a few things yeah. to tell. Because you want to stand out. You don't want to be forgettable. You want to be memorable. Right. Yeah. You want to be interesting. Right. And part of that, the whole thing with tell me about yourself, mm -hmm. you know, I, I tell actors just, you know, you can have a quick summary of, your resume sometimes is just comfortable to repeat that. You don't necessarily have to open with it, right. but you can pick out a couple, have a couple of projects that you really loved and you have a little interesting anecdote about it. Right. Right. Yeah. The main thing is to think about it and have something prepared before you go into it. Right. And so, well, yeah, you know, you got to have your package ready. You got to have uh, a, yeah. and and that was uh, one thing that we we were touching on, and then I kind of, I kind of got you onto this uh, tell me about yourself uh, section. But I did want to ask you uh, before we end this particular episode, what are mistakes that that we could make other than just not being prepared for 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 marketing oh, and brand? That's another good question. And let me let me just say one last thing. I want to sneak this in before I answer that. Sure. One example, like my thing that I say that is unique is you can mention something that is a little bit surprising that someone may not expect. And my yeah. thing is I just talk about I'm a computer geek and I love being a computer geek, <laughs> you know, so even if they're they have whatever thoughts about it, it's like I am enthusiastic about it. So oh. that's just another example. Oh. So I. So going back to what you said, the yeah. mistakes, yeah. I want to cover a couple of points for screenwriters on this one, if that's okay. Sure. Okay. The biggest mistake that screenwriters make, it, actually there are two. One is you got to make sure that when you're pitching or even if you're, whether you're doing it verbally or in writing, you want to make sure that the tone of the script comes through. In other words, that we know what the genre is. Okay. Okay. So I like to have people when I hear pitches and like when I've been on panels and giving feedback, I always like when they say the genre and the title, Okay. because it's like, it's like that opening scene at the theater when the lights are going down and you set it up. Okay. The only exception is if you're already a great pitcher <laughs> and you can just jump right into it and grab people's attention immediately. If you can do that, great. But most pitches are not that way. <laughs> so you want to set it up yeah. with uh, orienting them, mm -hmm. okay, with your uh, title and genre. And then a, a second quick tip here, because I know we're getting to that yeah, point. Yeah, we are. Is, uh, and this is a big one. So you'll just have to cut me off if I go on too long on okay. this end. It's sure. not having a hook. Oh, yes. Talk not to us about that. Not having a hook that. in the story. Okay. And a big thing on that, and I'll give you an idea of what it is in a second, but a big thing about this that I've discovered is that you might have a hook in your story, but it just doesn't come out in your pitch. Okay. So when I write query letters for people, I say, okay, well, send me a, a full page synopsis. So I know the story. Mm -hmm. And if I'm writing a paragraph or two, mm -hmm. then I look to see if it's not, if their pitch, if their hook is not in what they sent me the short version, then I look in the longer version because sometimes it's in there. Yeah. Okay. Now the hook, 
is it's that thing that sets your story apart from a version of the story that's been done in the past. Because it probably all... has been, right? It... Right, I was going to say, oh. I can hear <laughs> I can hear audiences out there like, no, nothing's ever been done oh. like this. Well, I got news for you. If it's never been done, it, there's probably a reason it hasn't yeah, been right, done. Right, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. But most likely, it has been done. Right. So um, one way to try to get to it is if I'm – if I'm doing this, you know, crafting somebody's pitch, because, you know, a writer certainly can do it themselves, but some people like to have someone else either do it or mm -hmm. just work on theirs to see how it lands. Right. Okay. And so that's one of the things I do for people as well. So one of the ways I do that is I first will take the couple of paragraphs the writer sends me and I just keep shrinking it down Yeah. and I work on it mm -hmm. and I work on it. So I make sure that the story I mean, to a certain degree, there is a little bit of a feel to it. Mm -hmm. You got to, as mm -hmm. you practice, you kind of get the feel of it. Right. Okay. Which is not a great tip, but you know, once you get <laughs> into it, it's like, yes, yeah. but a good way to do it is you keep shrinking it down until, or what I do is that, and then once I can have that story pictured in my head, mm -hmm. then I just rewrite the pitch the like the little paragraph or two right. from scratch. Is that like a tagline or is that is that more of a like a well, small paragraph? Well, uh, you, okay, it, it's not a tagline. A tagline is really what you see on the movie poster. Right, right. But I think you might also be thinking of a logline. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, and a logline is a sentence or two. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so it's similar. Sometimes I write just a little bit more mm -hmm. when I'm writing the query letter. So I would say it's good if you can get it to one paragraph mm -hmm. for the pitch. Um, but I want to say, yeah, like I said, I have so much. Let me just yeah. make one more point because I think I'm almost out of time Yeah, we, we really are. But you know what? Make this last point because I'm sure we, and we have a lot of screenwriters listen to this show. I think they want to hear your last point. Okay, I'm going to give you one example, and I will admit I snagged this off the uh, internet. <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. A teenager from the slums of Mumbai excels on a TV game show, and when interrogated under suspicion of cheating, revisits his past, revealing how he had all the answers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the hook there it is that we want to know how does it happen? Okay. So I'm hooked in. Well, how does it happen? And you're going to watch the movie because you, because you want to know how that happened. Exactly. I want to know how it happened. Or it's said in a way that, wow, I want to see that, like how right. that plays out. Creating so, a desire in, in the person who reads it to want to know more. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's a very good way to put it. And so if you're just telling the same old kind of logline that every other romantic comedy has had or every other thriller, then it's not interesting. It yeah. just, it, it doesn't stand yeah. out. But if you work on what's the little twist in your version of it yeah. that makes someone want to keep reading it or want <laughs> to read it. Yeah. 
That is awesome. I'll tell you what, guys, I hope that you were taking notes today. This particular episode, which we called Pitching Your Script or Yourself, is the first in this Marketing Caffeine for Hollywood a series that Dr. Melody Jackson has agreed to do. And guys, let me tell you, as you can tell, she's worked with thousands of actors and screenwriters for for the past more than 20 years so you're going to want to tune in to the next three episodes and and uh, we're going to tease up right now episode number two is going to be about networking and follow-up and that to me well we're just building this has been the actor's guide